Previously on Finish It, Space Vampire. Where is the vampire? Tell me all you know about him. Laurie rests a hand on your shoulder as if to reassure you. He looks like an ordinary man, except he is very powerful looking. His skin is white as milk. His hair is black and shiny and looks as if it's made of metal wires. His lips have a rubbery look. Okay, okay. Yeah, Laurie, I'm just going to interrupt you real quick, Laurie. He doesn't look like an ordinary man in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> Matt Yule. Hi, I'm Chris Yule. Welcome to Finish It. <laughs> a completion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> a completionist choose your own adventure cough cast. <laughs> it's my wife every coughing in the background. Every page, every ending, every book, every um thing I'm planning for my sad pizza party is starting to terrify me. <laughs> I um I feel like I feel like my pizza party is just about there. Yeah, I'm feeling really good about it right now. Really good and really bad. Yeah, I'm just really scared. I'm, I'm feeling pizza physically is... bad about it. What was that? I'm feeling physically bad about it. Oh yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll be doing be. those next week because we're taking our time to make sure that they are legitimate punishments. So we'll be getting them right and presenting them to you for your approval next yeah. week. Yeah, I have two possibilities. Both are very bad. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Well, speaking of things I'm looking forward to, how was your yeah. read, Matt? Uh, you know, boring, workmanlike. Um, was it work? You yeah. beat a book janitor this week? Yeah, not exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, you know, wow. stay tuned. I'd be- keep listening, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you really sold. Or, or give up. It's fine. Maybe. Well, good news, because mine's double, <laughs> double, triple exciting. Is it really? No, but now I have to say that, because oh, okay, okay, you cool. said yours was so bad. No, I'm mine guessing... was... Hmm. We have some interesting, a very interesting answered question in my read. A kind of question that's been a big question, bigger question that's been hanging out there. Oh, really? That is answered in my read, and I, I find I found it very interesting. That's pretty clear. I, I was going to say there's probably about an 80% chance we got the same thing again. Yeah. But now that you said that, I'm going to drop that down to 36% chance. I can work with 36. You didn't learn anything in your read? Um, not much. You know, it was. I did learn one. I did learn one really interesting fact. It was Thomas <laughs> Pinchon who said, "If you don't read anything, if you don't learn anything when you read a book, then that's your fault." You better be careful, or this is going to turn into a Thomas Pinchon cast, <laughs> where we just say facts about Thomas Pinchon over and over again. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> Getting our Pinchon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Done. New new podcast starting right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So my my read was boring, but there will be a great fact in it. So you can look forward well, to that. So hey, fact lovers, you're in luck. <laughs> get ready for the ride of a lifetime. But before we get to all the exciting facts, oh, yeah. Matt, do you have a segment for me? Because I'm so thirsty for a segment. Oh my gosh! Then this is the perfect segment for you. Um, the jangle. There's two jangles. They both have. Impossible to understand names, um, and I don't remember. One is STP, and one is S1. STP is the one, and it's not Stone Temple Pilots. Don't get excited, everybody. For our younger listeners, Stone Temple Pilots was a band. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here it goes. Choose your own beverage, because this party 
Hey, it's a special. Are we celebrating theme. Scotland? Choose your own. Yeah, I'd use. Ended up using Scotland <laughs> insurance instead of Irish because it worked better for this song. Wow! Wow! Um, Garage Band okay. experts already knew that and have already stopped the podcast out of okay. out of range, and that's fine. So have all of the Irish. People you can have. You can have a Scottish St. Patrick's people. Day celebration. Okay. I, some Irish people like bagpipes. Irish people have bagpipes. I don't think anybody likes bagpipes. I like bagpipes. Hmm. All right. Well, it is for St. Patrick's Day, which, as everybody knows, has already happened while you're listening to this, even though it hasn't happened for us who are recording it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're like me, the way you'll probably do St. Patrick's Day is the way you probably did Halloween and New Year's, Mm -hmm. uh, which is you really don't want to go out on St. Patrick's Day because it's crazy. Yep. And everybody's nuts. And there's too many marches Uh and parades and stuff. So you're like, I'm not going to do anything. And then it's St. Patrick's Day, and then it's getting late, and then you're like, oh, I really regret not doing anything. And I can't believe I didn't do anything. you're sitting around your apartment pouting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this drink that I've concocted is for people who are regretting not having gone out just this last uh, Sunday, right? It's on Sunday? <laughs> Sunday, yeah. So now it's Tuesday, and you can celebrate uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, by yourself with this fun uh, drink. You didn't miss your chance after all, everybody. Yeah. Um, So this drink, it's a punch. So you're going to need a big punch bowl. Okay. Uh, And I call it uh, the kill me, I'm part Irish. Okay. Because (laughs) it's not very good. But that uh, does sound like you really hate yourself for being part Irish. um, Yeah, maybe. Okay. No, I don't hate myself. I love my Irish part. Okay, but my well, Irish part is like kill yourself is that it because sounds you made this like drink. you just found out you just did twenty one and me. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, I wonder if I'm related to Genghis Khan, <laughs> and you get your results, and it's like I'm part Irish, <laughs> and then you just like want to end it. So or you grew up thinking you're Scottish your whole life, and then it turns out you're Irish. Irish. You're Irish. <laughs> no, the reason it's called that is because I'm taking a lot of Irish ingredients and really wrecking them. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And and just doing them wrong. And I think mm-hmm. anybody who appreciates alcohol generally will like this drink. Okay. But people who like stuff that tastes pretty good may not sure. like it. Sure, gotcha. Um, so here's how you make it. This base loose. We'll start. The starting point for me was uh, I read about a uh, uh, a drink that's popular in Ireland, and it's which I found this on the internet, so it's probably not true. But it's called a black and black, and it's Guinness with a little black currant in it. Black currant, black currant juice. Oh. I would um, do that. Which is sour and, and uh, neat and delicious. And then you go uh, right to Guinness sleep. Guinness is dark colored and the black currant is obviously black. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's supposed to just kind of take the edge off the Guinness or whatever. I like it. So I was like, well, let's start with that. So uh, get your big punch bowl and get okay. a six pack of Guinness, um, <laughs> no. drafts out, and then pour all of those into it. Wow. Okay. And then get, if you can get like a, a black currant, like nectar, you know, sometimes they sell those and they're like kind of thick and sweet. Yeah, or a black currant uh, liqueur, even if you want to. So you to. don't have to use try as to find much of that. It. What was that? So you don't have to use as much of it as yeah, like a exactly, juice. exactly. Because yeah. I got black currant juice, and it's straight black currant, and it's not sweetened, so it's very like a sour beer, very sour in that kind of yummy, neat way. Gotcha. Just to clarify, um, that you put all six beers in the punch bowl. That's correct. Yeah, you're gonna need all six beers in, into the punch bowl, and this is a drink for you to have by yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, not all at once. You can. 
So after you just you, put it back in the fridge when you're done. If you have room in the fridge, you can put the whole punch bowl in there. I've done that; it's fun. If okay, not, well, pour it do... into a pitcher, and now you got a pitcher of this this great stuff for later. <sighs> so okay, so you got six bottles of Guinness in there, and then you poured some um, black currant juice or sure. whatever to taste. Like you have a little have a little spoon, have a little sippy. Yeah. Um, next, you're gonna need an entire 750 milliliter bottle of Tullamore Dew, which oh, is no. an Irish yeah. whiskey. That is kind of kind of honey sweet, you know. It's got that kind of it's that kind of whiskey. Um, really very good. Pour all of that into there. Okay. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> for fun, you're gonna get um, uh, black teas are popular in Ireland. Uh, oh, I've sure. got one. Uh, I got an Irish breakfast tea. So take like, maybe eight bags of that and just dip them in there and let them steep in there for a minute, sure. just for a weird taste. For like for. You'd probably have to steep that for a while, right? Yeah, five, ten minutes. It doesn't take too long. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've done all of that. Now you're going to want to do the rest of it, which I've kind of forgot. <laughs> you throw it. I'm assuming you throw it out the window. Mix and you yell, Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm choosing to live another day instead <laughs> of drink this drink. I feel like I'm missing an ingredient. Um, the luck of the Irish? Yeah, make sure to sprinkle a little luck of the Irish, which of course is four leaf clovers. If you don't that have that, just some grass from your yard might as well. <laughs> Are you missing a garnish? Oh, uh, I ended up putting a little lime juice in mine too. I didn't really sure. need it because the um, the black currant juice I had was so sour. Perfect, but it did brighten it and make it a little more fun. So I suggest a little lime juice also, especially if you're using a sweeter uh, juice. Limes are green like Irish. Yeah, and they're green like like everybody in Ireland. Is, mm-hmm. Their favorite color is green. Yep. <laughs> uh, so then you you stir it all up. You can either do the thing where you put lots of ice in there to make it wonderful. Sure. Or uh, if you don't have much ice, you just put ice in your cup and then you spoon it in there and then you're good to go. And it's a delight. It's uh, it, The whiskey flavor goes away, which is terrifying. And really? You get a little stoutiness and that blackcurrant sourness and, the, and may, maybe you'd have some sweetness too if you had that kind. Uh, What's the predominant flavor? What's like, good. What was that? What's the strongest flavor? The strongest flavor is uh, probably, for me, it's the black currant. Really? Not the Guinness? Yeah. Here, let me take a sip. That's intense. Yeah, take a sip and tell, tell us that's about it. That's the sound effect that's real. The real, that's some real life, real Foley. Yeah, it's just kind of the maltiness of the beer and the sourness of the black currant. Oh, and then you get right. a little bit of whiskey, not the not the boozy bits or anything, but just kind of that kind of whiskey business. Uh, it's pretty okay for it being a bunch of things you should never pour together into a punch bowl. Do you get, like, dizzy? I feel like you'd get a little dizzy. Like drinking it? Yeah. Yeah, if you drink the whole punch bowl of this stuff, you will feel dizzy. I mean, I'm talking about, like, a glass I feel like would definitely take me down to the old neighbor's basement. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be sleeping in the potato patch that night. Your neighbor has a potato patch in the basement? Yep. Is this like an Irish village thing? I'm sorry, what do you want to grow in the basement? (laughs) No, it sounds great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll definitely take you down to your neighbor's basement. And, uh, what is the uh, non-alcoholic version of that drink? Great question. Black <laughs> currant juice. <laughs> really? That's it? You know, wait, no, you I'm not done. Flavor. With, okay. <laughs> with sure. soda water. Sure. bubbles. Oh, yeah. And a, a little spritz of lime. Lime, definitely good to have the lime in there. And then... Yeah. that's a, That actually sounds really good. I would drink that. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. <laughs> that and that's, that's good for you. And garnish with a lime, garnish with a lime peel cut mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. a clover shape. And if you do end up getting black currant juice that's a little sour, like I did, what you can do is take some honey mm-hmm. and get the water in the sink faucet really hot. 
Yeah. And they put Sweeten a big spoonful of honey. honey in a little cup and fill it with hot water and stir it around until you got like a really cheap, not actual syrup, but just nice no, sweet good. honey water. You can pour that in there and that'll sweeten it out nice. Because that's a nice rich nice sweetness like from a whiskey or a, a beer or something. That's yeah. Good. That sounds really, really, really... That one sounds all right. The other one sounds very horrible. Yeah, it's horrible, and I have a whole bowl of it. <laughs> in the fridge. In the, in the fridge. So you just no, give up on the carbonation. The... It's flat instantly, right? Well, it's got a little bit of carbonation from the Guinness. For how long? So, yes, flat almost instantly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the Kill Me on Part Irish. I love it. It sounds really delicious. Should we you know I'm going to change the name of it. Now the name of it is You Can't Kill Me. I'm part Irish. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> that's the name of the drink. <laughs> okay, I like it. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That's how you know the segment's over. <laughs> Should we dive? We do need a sound for the segment being over. Yeah, it would help. Te- I do feel like I'm, I'm kind of just dangling when the segment's I te- on. I'm tempted to start adding, whenever we do a segment song, we yeah. need to have a little button. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'll, maybe I'll, try, I'll send a button, and it'll go right here. And that's the end of the segment. Dun, dun, dun. What a great button. <laughs> yeah. So we're ready for officially reading a book. I'm very excited. I'm very Running excited. Back I'm raspberry excited. You're raspberry. <laughs> I'm all raspberries over here. What kind of berry excited are you? I am um, brambleberry excited. Ooh, I love brambleberry. It's my favorite berry. I don't know if it's a real berry, but it anything with brambleberry, not. I love it. Good. There's a Jenny's ice cream called Brambleberry Crisp. Uh-oh. Oh, that's most, That's where I got it. That. Oh, man. I can't eat ice cream anymore because I'm old and it kills me, but oh. Yeah. What a way oh, to go, though. The Brambleberry. What a way to go. <laughs> um, all right. uh, oh, I got a new... Okay, so we can start... Before we do this read, we can do a jingle. We're about to do a read, right? We can <gasps> do that jangle. A jangle? It's all their jangle, I, what I sent. Okay, here it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out tonight. Think you might recognize this one if you know the words. Please sing along. Basking under the imitation sun, listening to tapes of surf on a Hawaiian beach. You think about all you've been through lately. Turning in the asteroid belt, then butt slalom. Race around Saturn, we make through it. High velocity rings and finally surviving with no equipment. No, nothing but a right gravity spacesuit. During three week trials on Jupiter's largest moon. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. I've been Captain Rick Fields. Thanks for coming out on a Tuesday night to hear an old man sing. I hope you enjoyed this first sentence song. All right, people like the first sentence. Uh, you know, that reminds me of a story. Once, uh, we were flying in the X-2. We were attacked by Canopians. I asked this kid, what should we do? And he said, oh, let's fight him. And I said, are you nuts? <laughs> All right, so there you go. First Very nicely done. I like the jazzy lounge vibe. It was a good choice. Yeah, there's a lot of words to cram in this one. How many takes did that take? Oh, one. Oh, no, I don't course. know. <laughs> but oh, it was, uh, I, I couldn't figure out how to do the end part. So well, I think I, when I sang the trials part or something, I sang yeah. so dumb and it made me laugh in the recording. <laughs> it's great. But it gives and it that I was vibe like, I'm just going to keep it because that was so stupid. I don't, I think I'm the only person in the world who probably thinks it's funny, but <laughs> it's pretty funny. It reminds me of those the live Rat Pack recordings where they are just kind of like drunk yeah. and laughing their way through it. I denote it. Yeah. Yeah. You totally denote it. Very nice. Right. So do we still have to read it? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Basking in the under, under the imitation sun, listening to tapes of surf on a Hawaiian beach, you think about all you've been through lately, training in the asteroid belt, then the slalom race around Saturn, weaving through its high-velocity rings, and finally surviving with no equipment, nothing but a light-gravity spacesuit during three-week trials on Jupiter's largest moon. Congratulations, Matt. Good You're job, about dude. to graduate Four years from well the Space Academy. Yep. And not, it's all sunshine and, and palm trees in your <laughs> dorm room. <laughs> On the piece of cardboard that you painted with the beach. <laughs> but uh -oh. in front of. Don't look now. You're going to have to put down that cardboard cutout of a martini because it's a code 11. <laughs> code 11. Wilco, you click out. You click out. Director Neff is all like, yo, Osprey Elite. Sweet. Unfortunately, space <laughs> vampires, you gonna do it? Or Barnard? I just want to say hey to anybody who thought this was a good episode to start with and just apologize. Maybe uh, take a couple steps back and start at the beginning of this book. <laughs> yeah. If you got this far without skipping ahead through all that nonsense earlier, I'm, I'm impressed. Just to <laughs> I'm hit that, that introduction impressed. to the story. <laughs> I think you're all cut up now. Yeah. So here we are. Director Neff wants to know: Are we gonna? Oh, of course, we're gonna go deal with the space vampire because yes. Barnard Star is empty to us. Yeah, there's no adventure deal with there. it. So off to see Maurice, the head cook, for our little obligatory packet of garlic. Mm -hmm. Then we're on the X2, blasting off with Rickfield, Serena Fine, and Jack Smythe. Gatesby. Unfortunately, we get attacked by Canopians right away. You can't go. You can't go anywhere these days without being attacked by Canopians. What's what's with all the Canopians? <laughs> what are Canopians? What are they? Has anyone seen a Canopian? Even is it just people from Canopia? Maybe is we should visit them. Is Canopia a place? <laughs> I like stand the up in the future. Is just uh -huh. people. Uh, Getting their voice as high as they can and asking yeah. questions. It's and hilarious. And everybody loves it. We haven't met a Canopian, though, yet, right? We actually haven't. Not that we are aware of. We have no idea what they look like, yeah. what their deal if that, is. If that remains unanswered by the time we finish this thing, I'm going to be pretty deeply upset. Oh, yeah. I really hope there's an actual experience with a Canopian. Let's call... What are, what are Canopians? Let's think about what, what are Canopians? What do they look like? They feel like... Canopian. I mean, they could be like the. Um, hmm. How do you not, recognize a Canopian? They're not called warlocks. What are they called in Star Trek? <laughs> what? Not Le warlocks. Uh, Klingons? Yeah, Klingons. What are you, warlocks? <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> uh, they might be like Klingon style, like, you know, warrior race. They just want to, like. Yeah, they just want to fly and shoot people up. What do they look like? We don't know. No, I mean, what's your best guess? My guess currently I mean, call is that yeah. they look like people with pointed ears because they <laughs> okay. have that one picture of somebody yeah. with a pointed ear. <laughs> That's very strong. I'm yeah. going with lizard people. They're lizard people. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't All be surprised right, so... if Canopians feature heavily in another <laughs> space book, just not this one. In the in the sequel to this one, when they're in New, New Orleans, probably the Canopians are like, we can help yeah. you track them down. Let's play some jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're All shapeshifters. Right, so... Yeah, you're. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, we're yeah, just describing should... Captain Marvel now. Yep. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's for the best. All right. So the, your captain looks directly at you and wonders what he should do. Uh, did you choose to fight the Canopians, Chris, or did you stick to your mission? I uh, chose to stick to my mission. Oh, cool. Because I was like, let's get these guys. Really? You wanted to fight yeah. the Canopians? Okay. Look. It's I may I may this may be my first mission, but I'm not going to just sit around while Canopians come flying in. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gotta, you gotta hand those, hand them their own lizard tails. That's right. Chew on this, yeah. bug eater. Ooh, bug eater. That's my oh, stuff. That's good. Bug eater is pretty bad. Um, yeah. Should we do mine because it was a a short thing? Yeah, let's experience it. Okay. So, uh, just a reminder to get everybody mm-hmm. excited. One cool fact coming up. Ooh. One sophomore joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bracing stations. The captain calls out. Then he says to the computer, "Hyper three. And you're oh. like, "Yo, wait." That means we're not fighting Canopians. And we're that's when you realize away. your captain is a coward. Yeah. And you get, yeah, your coward captain's like, you've proven your bravery, Osprey, but not your intelligence. You're like, whatever. I don't even care. And then he kicks you out. And you're like, I'd rather be brave and stupid than yeah. smart and a coward. And you spin on him. <laughs> yeah. And he's a, like, that's fair enough. What do you guys think? <laughs> Everybody spits on him. So three days later, there you are shooting pool at the officers' club on Demos Base Three because you're fighting mad. Fighting mad. You 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 lost your elite rating and because mm-hmm. you weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. So all you want to do is prove yourself. Well, what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're turn, turn to page, page 18. eighteen. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> so you're wandering around. You realize, hey, these the the uh, the security system's not paying attention to me. They still think I'm an elite boy, even though I'm a regular boy these days. Yeah. And look what I found. I just found an experimental aircraft, uh, spacecraft, the K-1, which I studied and did my graduation thesis upon. Time to prove what kind of boy you really are. Yeah, I have to prove the kind of boy I am. So my options here are to borrow the K-1 to prove how, how good a boy I am or play it safe, which we'll never do again. So I shouldn't mention that. And the K-1 um, is such a sweet honey of a spaceship. K-1 is so good. So I steal that K-1. Yeah, you borrow do. the K-1. Um... Now, the you workmen the around are starting to realize that I'm a boy who should not be stealing the K-1 right now. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, get that guy. Uh, but then I remember how to uh, fly it. And then I find the confirmed launch key, which is nice. there. And I hit it. There, hit it. And guess what? I'm off into space in my K-1. Blasting off into space in the K-1. What do you think it stands for? K-1? Yeah. Um, Crazy, sexy, cool. That's one. too many words. There's one word. I don't, is that one word? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> in this in, in this reality, it starts with a K. Though. Gotcha, gotcha. I was thinking maybe karate, because <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, and the one stands for number one because it's the best at karate of all the spaceships. Yeah, actually, it may killer. stand for Kitchenera. <laughs> Kitchenera, because it's the first one ever with a Kitchenera. Yeah, this spaceship is so fast and nimble. And then the guy's like, "Yeah," and we put a Kitchenera in it. And you're like, "Wait!" And all, <laughs> all wait. Of- the press starts taking photos. Like, kitchen era, kitchen era. We have a question. Kitchen era. Okay, so boom, you lift off, you black out instantly. <laughs> we wake up here in deep space, <laughs> and you can tell by the uh, optical distortion nearby constellations that you're traveling at meta speed, which is uh, good, probably. You probably um, want to be right. Yeah. So you center intersect uh, course for the Petya. Yeah, because you're going to go take care of this yourself, right? Because the Petya is the ship that is at risk of. Um, yeah, there's space a vampire in there killing everybody. That's right. So, so you're uh, on your way. You prepare yourself a little meal from the kitchen era, Mm-mm-mm. and then you ask the uh, spaceship computer, how do you fight a vampire in space? Sure. It explains to you, well, sunlight, stronger than that at midday at Mars, on sure. Mars. Uh, weapons okay. are useless. You're going to need an FFG, a force field generator, to keep them uh, uh, trapped. Yeah. Good news. You've got two of those aboard. What a spacecraft. What a ship. What a spacecraft. <laughs> Uh, but you know, you think maybe I should contact my friend Steve at Delta Base because Steve at Delta Base is Steve. my boy and he's ready to party. Yeah. Um, so you can either go directly to the Petya or call up Steve. So I obviously chose to call up Steve. 
Yeah, because Steve's the business. Yeah, Steve's, Steve's your man in, the, have... man in the pan. Yeah. He's your Steve, guy in the sky. Steve Winters is on patrol. He's your bro uh, in a bowl. Bro, bro in a bowl. <laughs> He's your dude with the dude. We are such good buddies. We've had to keep in touch, and we developed a secret code, and we're both awesome pilots. So I tell him what's up, yeah. and he's like, I'm going to be there because I'm tired of patrol duty. Uh, and he tells and you he's to like, wait I'm a oing ute ebe the ebe. I can't do pig Latin. Eat me, e me. At, do you do pig Latin for at? Isn't it too short? Yeah, I think at it's too short. Oint pay alpha a. Mm, oh, You're going to meet him at point joke. alpha, which is presumably a point you guys picked and call it a point alpha because it sounds cool. And the main point is that it was a good joke. That's the takeaway here. It was a super strong We made a good joke. joke. <laughs> All right. So you, boop, you poop out a hyperspace <laughs> and uh, write up point alpha. And guess what? Hey, here are six Space Force attack ships. What? So either oh, they inter- intercepted your secret code or Steve sold you out. Maybe one day well, we'll find out. Yeah. Got three options here. You can surrender to Space okay. Force. Yeah. You could try to escape from Space Force. Ooh, that's a tricky one. Or you can try to think of something else to do, which is okay. one of the greatest <laughs> choices in choosing your own adventure history. I chose to surrender to Space Force. Oh, okay. Just surrendering. Uh, we got a new page. We got a new page. I'm going to push it. New page. You know when the game is up. I surrender, you signal. At your court-martial, you state your only defense, <gasps> that, you, that you were trying wow, to catch... that happened fast. <laughs> yeah, but real quick. They did actually put an extra space between the paragraphs. Oh, uh, wow. At your court-martial, you state your only defense, that you were trying to catch the space vampire. Sure. I'm sorry for what I did, you add. Yeah. Pretty okay. smart. That's a weak defense, the judge says. It's not great. He is a white-haired, retired space ace with okay. steel gray eyes. So there are space oh, aces, which is pretty cool. He has Yikes. a reputation for being kindly in manner, but strict in his judgments. Oh, you no. committed a very serious crime, he says, but your oh. loyalty to the United Planets was never in doubt, and you proved yourself to be one of the most outstanding pilots in the Force. How it's so? By flying really good, and then surrendering uh, with class and elegance. <laughs> Did not prove anything. <laughs> you stole the K-1, you snuck it, you just blew out of there. Yeah, that doesn't prove anything. Well, this judge was impressed, and he's you a space ace, so a space I, I think he knows more than you do. Be, okay, wow. All right. I think maybe you come from a rich family or something. <laughs> it's too bad you won't be able to... Yeah, that might be... You won't be able to demonstrate your skills for a while. I'm sentencing you to a month's imprisonment on Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> the judge that bang, That's not that bad. The judge bangs the gavel on his desk. Everyone rises as he leaves the room. That's how it works. Yeah. For a moment, you feel a sense of relief. You were afraid of receiving a much longer sentence. Sure. Then you remember that a month on Uranus lasts seven Earth years. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Oh, they got us so good with that one. I was like, oh, a month. That's not so bad. Nope. That's very funny. I think you could probably appeal and be like, didn't you mean uh, Uranus month? Yeah. And the judge would be like, stop saying that it's Uranus. (laughs) He'd be like, Uranus isn't any better. It's not any better. Stick with Uranus. That's not an improvement. <laughs> uh, Stick with Uranus, your highness. Don't call me your highness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Slow down. Uh, I think that that was a really good joke. Yeah, it was and really strong. And uh, and I checked the math the on, is that how long a sure. month is? Yeah. Is it seven right? Earth years. Yeah, 7.025 Earth years. Wow. Dude. But guess how long a day is on Uranus? Oh. Uh... A few months? 
No, it's 17 point some hours. Oh, they just have more days, right? No, no, no. It's spinning fast. It's spinning faster than Earth spins. But it's got a lot farther to go around the sun to get a, a, a year. But it rotates so, real fast. So there's more days in a month? Um, Yeah, like a bunch. I don't understand how we decide On every planet, things. you have to refigure out all that stuff. <laughs> I think you just use... I think I think they're onto something with a chronometer that, that is just continuously mm-hmm. counting up. <laughs> like, just go with that. If I had one of those and I was sentenced to a month on Uranus, I would always be forgetting... The number when I got there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what was it? Was it the end yeah. with a 7240 or was it 7440? 7440. <laughs> there was a 742 and a zero. I remember that. I wrote it down somewhere. Difference. Uh, well, that was kind of fun. It took a, it really just took a nosedive real quick. I did not yeah. see that coming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, wait, what was the new piece of information we learned? <laughs> how long a month is <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so not so much about the story but i just, said it was a fact just a fact you can use yes are you ready to make some <laughs> quiz i'm <laughs> <laughs> you want to make quiz with me yeah i gotta make quiz real bad let's go <laughs> <laughs> It's a game that we play on our podcast together When we have to go make quiz <laughs> Okay, that was really nice um, oh, I Also, it's little... called Choose Your Own Adventure or dot 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 is the actual name I forgot that In my head, I just For the, the new background. guy who's listening right now I heard the, I just heard the background music from the uh, musical actually when you stopped singing And I was like, oh, where's our background oh. music? <laughs> All right, so... Oh, yeah, New Guy. There was a musical episode. Go listen to that one, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to like that one. Uh, (laughs) So, um, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, to keep the theme going... Yeah, which again has already happened. We are doing Choose Your Own Adventure or episode Mm -hmm. of Father Ted. Oh, wow. Okay, so, all right, there's some issues with Mr. Graham Linehan lately. Oh, what? Is he the guy from Father Ted? Uh, he had, so I, okay, so, uh, Father Ted is a show I dearly adore. So I watched IT Crowd, which he wrote. Sure. And that's a great show. Um, and then there's a show, Father Ted, the Irish people really deeply love because it was kind of the first show on BBC and stuff that was Irish humor, like that Irish people actually got, like, this is actually our humor and not just jokes about like drinking. You're uh, welcome, Irish people. I'm just exactly. saying you're to the Irish people for cheesy. Uh, but lately, Graham, uh, Linehan on Twitter has been, um... Uh-oh. Saying some terrible things about the transsexual community. Oh, And ew. it's just like, come on, dude. I thought you were one of the good ones. Like, he and his not. wife fought really hard for reproductive rights in Ireland. Oh. And now he's on this whole thing. And maybe someday he'll figure out that it's ridiculous and he's being dumb. But, but right it's now very frustrating at the moment. About it. Okay, well, he needs to go jump in the ocean. A lock. Oh, that's Scottish. We're still going to do this quiz because I already prepared it. No, I understand. It's still it's still a fun show. It's a very a broad, goofy show. Yeah, but we do not support him or his ideas. Yeah, not this stuff he's talking about. He needs to figure his business out. Get it straight, Graham. That's right. All right. Uh, okay, you ready? Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you like this show. Do you feel familiar enough with the show that you think you're going to blast this quiz into multiple pieces? I... I f- I don't know the episode titles, but I can't imagine they sound much like Choose Your Own Adventure books. All right. You ready? All right. Yeah. Let's go. Flight into Terror. <laughs> uh, choose Your Own Adventure. 
I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> You're trying to get me. A fight back from a pilgrimage runs out of fuel, and there are only two parachutes. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack discovers a supply of alcohol in the luggage compartment of the plane. <laughs> only one man can save the passengers. Passenger Father Gallagher. Sounds good. Yeah, very good. Okay. Uh, Blizzard at Black Swan Inn. Wow. Father Ted? I'm sorry. That's a Dang it. <laughs> the Computer Takeover. Uh, choose your own adventure. That's right. You got yeah. it right. Yeah. Home in Time for Christmas. Choose your own adventure. Good yes, try. Yes. Well done, sir. Good. Okay. You almost got me. Um, <laughs> Tentacles of Doom. Oh, Father Ted. No, is, is it? Oh, you're joking. Yeah, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> what is that one about? Man, I totally had you for a second. I should have you had me finish. very good. Three bishops, three bishops visit the island. A worried Ted gives Jack elocution lessons beforehand. <laughs> and it's called Tentacles. Of oh, that's funny. You the guys Irish are Rebellion. Choose your adventure. And is a choose your adventure. Good try. That was really good. Well done. Cigarettes and alcohol and rollerblading. Yeah, that's Father Ted. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a great Chisio adventure, <laughs> though? <laughs> like, every every 10-year-old would be like, I want to get that one. Yeah. This summer, you were excited to go to a big theme park, but instead, you have to stay with your stepbrother and his new apartment. <laughs> get ready for a summer full of cigarettes and alcohol <laughs> and rollerblading. <laughs> Uh, escape from victory. Uh, Father Ted? Well done. Part one of two. Ted takes great steps to ensure he wins a bet with Dick Byrne on the outcome of the All Priests Over 75's Five-A-Side Football <laughs> Championship. Because <laughs> they're very old, so when they play football, it's, uh, it's very slow and stuff. It's funny. Yeah. It's a visual gag. All right. Uh, <laughs> the Fiber People. <laughs> Father Ted. That's an Edward Packard fiber? original. I'm sorry. The Fiber People? The Fiber People. It's one of that the Space That is not one of the original run of Choose uh-huh. an Adventure. Mm-hmm. Written by Edward Packard. Whatever. <laughs> the Fiber People. <laughs> uh, Forgotten Days. Oh, wow. Uh, Father Ted. I'm sorry. That's a really? Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it does. The Path of the Crusaders. Choose your own adventure. That's right. You did yeah. it, Matt. Yeah. You still got what it takes. Thanks. Kicking Bishop Brennan up the arse. <laughs> yeah, that's a father did. That's part two of that earlier one. Um, exposed as a cheat at the end of the previous episode, mm-hmm. uh, a terrified Ted tries to draw upon his courage to complete the deed. Um, wait. Ah, Night of the Nearly Dead. Mm. Father Ted. That's right. You are yes. correct. In this, in the, uh, the penultimate of uh, blah 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 blah. <laughs> oh right, right, right. This I don't have a full description here, but this episode oh. is a parody of Night of the Living Dead, and it is about I believe a like a boy band, and all the old <laughs> ladies in the town are into the boy band. <laughs> oh, that's classic stuff. Really good stuff. And hell. Oh, it was Father Ted, I think. As a Father Ted, but wouldn't that be a fantastic <laughs> really adventure? And the twist of the quiz is that you were in the lightning round the whole time. Whoa. Because that's the end of the quiz, and I forgot to do the lightning round. That's Good insane. job, Matt. Thanks, you got man. 150% on that one. Not bad. Out of two. Not what I had hoped, but pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you got close. <laughs> um, are you ready to hear how a real space cadet does it? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so last you saw me, yeah, I was separating from you into a separate plane of existence. Yeah, you find it. And deciding that I would like to try to outrun the Canopians like a true Smart, very elite. space cadet. Mm. Um, okay. Um, wise decision, Osprey, of course, because I'm a genius. Mm-hmm. So we blast through. We all black out. We all come back. Uh, we find the Petya. They send us a message that oh, vampire is killing us one person a night, and, and we're almost all drained of blood. Yeah. Help. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go to my bedroom alone. <laughs> For the night. For the night, everybody. I'm not even tired. <laughs> um, but it is 7.30 p.m. <laughs> uh, Jack suggests we blow up the whole ship. Captain Field Thanks, is man. not feeling it. He, he's, he says, surely I have a better idea. Or Osprey has a better idea. Um, and I choose to board the Petya while it's still in space. Very nice. That's a great choice. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. I think I feel like maybe we did all the other ones in the other direction. Oh boy, landing I'm on not Earth, sure. probably. I think we might have. So, uh, Field agrees that we should board it in space, but we're gonna have to trick the vampire. One of us is gonna have to pose as his victim. That's crazy. And then everybody looks at me. <laughs> uh, and this time, you know what? I decide not to volunteer to be the vampire's what? victim because I shouldn't have to. Yeah, I'm well, not the captain. If you want to be elite, yeah, that's what I learned. It's a lesson I learn over and over and over again. <laughs> so I lose my elite rating. I'm transferred to uh, some other dumb ship. Mm-hmm. There's a guy there, and he's like, ah, I was looking at your old record here. <laughs> well, I was looking at your record. <laughs> I like that he's like, oh, a sheriff. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, there are two posts that might be interesting. He wants board the Caliban spaceship. Next mission explore recently discovered planet the Akbar system. Is that what a sheriff talk like? Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so I can choose to either go to Akbar or fly the cool, awesome Nimbus, which is the most hilarious assignment to give a kid. You want to yeah. fly this awesome spaceship around? You yeah. can kind of <laughs> go wherever. Yeah, it's perfect. But I got my eyes on the prize, so I'm going to the Akbar system. Nice, awesome. Yeah, so let me take you. Page 111. Three weeks have passed since you boarded the Caliban, a Class A transstellar exploration ship. So I feel like I'm back on top. I'm back in the mix. It's a Class yeah. A. It's transstellar. It's transstellar. Who, um, who, a transstellar is a thing that Graham Linehan has a real problem with. Ooh, slam. Transstellar. Slam Linehan. That was not even a joke. That was just an incorrect <laughs> statement. <laughs> Uh, you're cruising in hyperdrive less than two Earth weeks. You've covered most of 18 trillion miles. It's crazy. It's a shame space. That's a lot. Don't have that technology. So yeah. So okay. The, you know the deal. On this ship is Captain McNair, short, stocky man. Uh, Roxanne Trudeau, the black hair, uh, black haired with lively green eyes, was a gymnastic champion, but now she's a brilliant physicist. Right. That old thing. Um, the fourth member of the crew is a, an old friend of yours, Doctor Nira Vivaldi. An old friend of yours. I don't remember it saying that. I think that's a little wink to the reader. Oh, okay, because she's from the Because other book. presumably if you're reading this book, you've read all of the ones before it. I feel like if you're 16, you can't have old friends. <laughs> right? Um, maybe maybe um, the editor was like, you keep writing new friend. You have to stop it. <laughs> and he's like, all right, old friend. All right, old friend. And they're like, fine. Uh, so that's the amazing Dr. Uh, Vivaldi, trim athletic woman who's... Uh, Patented genius. Everybody agrees. A patented so you're checking, genius? 
Yeah, that's a new thing that people are saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you're flying around planet five of the Akbar system, checking it out with all your science tools. Smart. Um, and then you're looking at the ocean. What makes it look red? It could be some kind of algae, Roxanne says. Yeah. Keep it down, Roxanne, because Vivaldi knows what it is. Well, I just want to say that Roxanne is, would generally almost certainly be correct. She would. She would be. But Dr. Vivaldi has been around this like, look, Dr. Vivaldi has been to this vampire planet. That's the only explanation <laughs> for why she thinks it's vampires. You're right. <laughs> you get the results of the test, and the Captain McNair says, this is not good news. What do you think, Nira? <laughs> Dr. Vivaldi bites her lip. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid it tells us something disturbing about the creatures that control this planet. Yes, they're <laughs> vampires. Are they? <laughs> they get to it really, really fast. She just yeah. goes right at it. She knows they're vampires. So now we're we're in orbit around... The vampire planet, we have to decide what to do. What's the course of action? What, how do you deal with a planet full of vampires, Matt? Yeah. Well, I think what you do is you just leave. You just, uh, or you uh, you get on the radio and you're like, hey, do you guys have radios? Do you guys want to talk? Yeah, we could talk from up here. Yeah. Because <laughs> be I was nervous about a planet it. of vampires, but I see that you have an ocean of blood, so, so I feel less concerned. I'm going to stay up here and not <laughs> assume that I'm so special you want to eat me. Yeah. Um, but I do actually choose to descend to the planet My of the space God. vampires. That's right. I'm getting in it. I'm going into the hornet's nest, right? Jumping into the lion's den, climbing into the <laughs> ant mound, <laughs> scaling the cliffs of the tigers. Stumbling accidentally the into the ball pit. <laughs> I slept in a ball pit once for like a whole night. Oh, that was it. It was a Chuck E. Cheese sleepover thing. Yeah, at in college, a friend of ours was a manager of a Chuck E. Cheese, and she was like, "Hey, we could do like a total like all night sleepover at the Chuck E. Cheese." And we were like, "That's the most awesome idea ever!" And it was the worst idea ever. And I did wake up in the morning, staring at the ground, uh-huh. but it was like three feet away from me, and I was laying in the bottom of the ball pit, which is a net, and so I, I felt like I was floating over the ground. Whoa. Because I was face down in the net just looking. I couldn't see the net. I just saw the ground. It was a really intense moment. That's but then really I had bizarre. to climb up out of the ball pit <laughs> yeah. and see if everyone had left already. Um, anyways. <laughs> Where's Chris? Focused. <laughs> Where's Chris? Probably God, the bathroom. Chris? Leave him. <laughs> I'm really lucky that I didn't like climb up out of the ball pit while someone was having their birthday party. Just like, t- like p- kids had been jumping on me for like an hour and a yeah, half already. Yeah. It's good that net was there. If you were on the ground, you would have had rats all over you all night long. <laughs> That's a good point. The rats don't ever go in the ball pit. No, Too many germs. To. Yeah. See all the pizza off the floor under the net, under the ball pit. <laughs> pizza with fingernails. And my drool. This is falling down onto them. <laughs> you and Dr. Vivaldi glide toward the surface under cover of night. So sneaky. Um, you land your little space capsule. Brilliant. You get all Plan. sneaky. While you're climbing out of the space capsule, you fall down and cut your face, which is rad. Um, <laughs> the air elite. smells weird because it smells like blood. Of course it of does. the ocean of blood. Yeah. See, for people who live on Akbar, on the fifth planet of the Akbar system, that's a very relaxing smell. Yeah. That means you're close to the beach. You know, but does you it can... make you hungry, though? I don't think that if your jam is drinking a ocean for yeah. every meal, yeah. you probably are never hungry. It's not a thing. Sure. Right? Because I'm like, I could use a burger right now. A burger would be perfect. But what if the world smells like burgers all the time? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All you do is drink the one thing out of the ocean. Yeah. I feel like I'd get really sick of that smell and that taste. 
You don't. You would definitely not even smell it. But I guess anymore. that's very humans, right? It's like water. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. You start exploring. You find the uh, the big hangar where they're clearly building something. It's like a ship hangar. Yeah. So and probably you, uh, they sell bottled blood, a bl- bottled ocean. Why would they sell bottled ocean? The ocean's right there. I know. I know. But people, you're like, why are you buying that? Oh, sure. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not heard of Trash Island? Just <laughs> Um, Sorry about that. So you find a hangar. You find a hangar. You round the corner and gasp at the sight before you. There's an enormous rocket ship inside, obviously of advanced design. A few dozen workers are welding on its lateral thrusters. And Dr. Favalli's all like, this ship is designed for transstellar travel. But then one of the workers is kind of walking in your direction with his upper lip bulging. And you can see all his white teeth between his rubbery lips. (laughs) And Dr. Favalli says, shall we try to capture him? Or sneak aboard their rocket ship. And you're like, Nera, you too? <laughs> Every single person just throwing these impossible decisions at me. Yeah. And aren't there other options? Yeah. Anyways, I decide to try to sneak aboard the rocket ship. Because rocket ships, rocket ships go boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we head over to the rocket ship. All sneaky like the vampire yeah. workers don't see us because there's some kind of problem that they're dealing with. Oh, sure. So we find the main hatch, but oh, it's too high up. We can never reach it. But then Dr. Vivaldi is like, gravity here is 20% less than Earth. You can super jump. So we both do our little super jumps. Yeah. We get up there, which like I feel so like if gravity I was a kid, is <laughs> gravity is way less on this yeah. planet. Yeah. But the first thing you did was fall on your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't okay. have like 30 seconds to catch yourself. <laughs> yeah, like 30 extra seconds to be like, wait, no, no, no. Uh, 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 uh. I feel like if I was a kid, that would have been a big takeaway for me. Just the fact that you could jump higher. Yeah. Would have, that would have like really captured my imagination. <laughs> it was the simple things for me when I was a kid. Uh, but you managed to get inside the ship and it's very impressive. Nice. You both think it's really great. Dr. Rivaldi is very impressed with how the vampires, odious as they are, live Jeez. peacefully among each other and are are much more productive because of that. Good Lord. They don't drink alcohol, smoke, or take drugs. Horrible as they are, with their death pale skin and dark hollow eyes, they're in many ways as innocent as dolphins. Okay. Look, <laughs> hey, you don't know any of those things. She's <laughs> spent a lot of time on this planet. She's got a little bit of space madness, I think. And that rubbery lips thing is so racist. So many times. <laughs> Yeah, hey, what's up, rubber thing. lips? <gasps> Whoa. Dude, not cool. Yeah. Um, Stop calling me a vampire. But they start, vampires start celebrating, meaning they must have solved whatever problem they were working on, meaning they are about to uh, realize somebody's in their ship. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I turned to page 83. Sorry, it's a nice. whole lot of adventure up in here. I understand. You quickly find the control room instead of trying to understand how everything works. Mm. She plugs in her transcoder. And you can, uh, that way you can help figure out how the controls work. And it's an instance of parallel evolution, but it's not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you guys are kind of figuring out how to, uh, how to fly it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you see something, there's a, there's a, on the screen, you see Akbar's solar system with planet five, uh, standing out as red disc. And then you see an arrow up here mm-hmm. where the planet is and lengthens. And you see that their whole plan is that they're headed for earth. Great heavens, the, Dr. Vivaldi looks at you. <laughs> what do you think we should do? Come on. <laughs> so the choice is either take the ship mm. or talk to the vampires and warn them to stay away from Earth or face destruction. Why would you say that to a room full of anybody? 
<laughs> when there's only two of you? Well, <laughs> one of you is a child. What I chose to do. <laughs> yeah, of course. Good. Because I've got all the might of the Space Force behind me. Mm hmm. So, here we go. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can scare these vampires out of their plans. New page. All right, Dr. Vivaldi says, let's try it. Doesn't sound super pumped. <laughs> nope. The vampires turn with astonishment as you and Dr. Vivaldi stride boldly toward them. Their good powerful start. body. Huh? This is a good start. Sorry. Yeah. Their powerful bodies are garbed in dark brown work clothes. Their eyes glare at you like slowly burning embers. Their pale skin gleams in the fluorescent light as if coated with oil. Jeez, okay. come on. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Vivaldi holds out a transcoder. Within a few moments, it's analyzed their speech pattern. It flashes an amber light, indicating it can now translate any conversation. Though the vampires are shocked by your appearance, they make no move to attack you. Instead, they escort you to a room furnished with comfortable chairs. A blue and white white hand-knit rug is on the floor. The walls are decorated with photographs of Akbar and its surrounding planets. Just how all of our homes are decorated with photos of Earth. Well, okay. (laughs) I guess a lot of them It is a spaceship hangar. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The it sounds are... like the uh, the office and meeting room of an odious group of people. <laughs> yeah, how horrible as they are. <laughs> the vampires ask you to wait for their leader until their leader, Sangfroid, and you met him before, right? Yeah, I met him. Yeah, Sangfroid can arrive. They offer you each a mug filled with blood from their ocean. Of course. And it's no not th- blood. No, thank you. You say as politely as possible. It is no, blood, No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No. Uh, Dr. Vivaldi also declines the offer. How boss would it have been if she just drank the whole thing? Just drink, just try it. It's not human blood. <laughs> it is chemically indistinguishable from human blood. But it's not human blood. Just be polite and have some human blood. It would make ocean. you very, very sick. No, it would not if you have a we little sip research. just to be polite. That's fair. Doctor, uh, so she declines to, let's hope they don't think our blood is better than that locally available, she whispers. <laughs> hey, maybe don't whisper about that right now. <laughs> yeah, we we keep that to yourself. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Within a few minutes, a tall, older-looking vampire arrives. His skin is bone white, so reflective that it seems to be giving off its own pale light. He stares at you with cold, Hence piercing... older. <laughs> he stares at you with cold, piercing eyes. Sure. You dare not hold his gaze. Are you, re- are you ready for this sentence? I'm real ready. Okay. You're afraid that you are too warm and too pink for him to think of you <laughs> as anything but a source of food. <laughs> so that's I the main love, concern. I didn't hear anything after too pink. What was the rest of it? <laughs> You're afraid <laughs> that you are too warm and too pink for him to think of you as anything but a source of food. I Please love that you just... understand. <laughs> they eat ocean. <laughs> I love that you're just sitting there like... like sweating bullets because you can't stop thinking about how warm and pink you are like i wish i was less warm and pink and they don't eat they don't eat people no they don't eat meat or anything i've got a fun two-page picture here of him kind of this the two of you sitting down and he and Sangfroid is sitting on the edge of his desk like a kindly teacher yep trying to what page is this meet up you're trying to like um get down on the student's level all right i got it look it's it's some of the pictures in the background here it's a lot of, here's some planets, and yeah, here's planets. a landscape. There's one that straight says, visit Akbar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, it really is. There's so some of some people. For tourists. And, and there's, there's one of pictures. like a little house. There's one picture of a little guy, and he's waving mm-hmm. adorably at the camera. Yeah, it's cute. And another picture of two people standing next to each other, and one person's looking at the other person, and they seem to be having a lovely time. Yeah. Oh, leave Akbar alone. These people are good people. 
There's also a rose on the desk, which brings up a whole lot of questions That's for me. Just, but it's I'm all not ready to go there. But. Um, anyways, that takes us to page 78 as the adventure just keeps going. <laughs> all right, 78. <laughs> but Sangfroid gives no threat of sinking his teeth into your neck. Instead, he asks politely where you come from. When he learns your home is Earth, the third planet in the solar system of the sun, his long bony hands quiver with excitement. Ah, you are from the, your son's third planet. <laughs> One of our scouts set out to visit your solar system a few hundred years ago, but he never returned. Now we are about to launch a full-size spaceship on a mission to find out what happened to him. All right, so that's our space vampire who's been attacking people in Petya, right? Yeah. The oh, well, no, because this was a hundred years ago, he just said, right? No, uh, a few hundred years ago. And that, that space vampire from that we've been hunting, he's been out. Remember, he said at one point he's been out and away for hundreds of years. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like 600 years or something. Poor guy. Yeah, so they, they, are, they built this full-size spaceship on a mission to find out what happened to him. It's a rescue mission. Yeah, well, see, you and Dr. Vivaldi exchanged concerned looks. Of course, we have, we have no interest in your planet, Sang Freud says. Yeah. But the fourth planet... The red one. Yeah, Our scientists nice. believe it is mostly an ocean of very delicious blood. Oh, bummer. As he says is, blood? Yeah, he says blood. He said blood. He says blood. Uh, it jiggles up. <laughs> at, this, you can, at this, you can hardly keep from laughing. But Dr. Vivaldi pulls something out from her space jacket. Space jacket. Space jacket. Space it's, a booklet, jacket. <laughs> it's a booklet titled Official Pocket Guide to the Planets. She opens it to the section that contains photographs of Mars. Okay. I'm afraid your scientists are mistaken, she says. Mars is red, but not because of any ocean of blood. The surface is entirely composed of red sand and rocks, as these photos show. As these photos of the entire surface of a planet show. <laughs> Sangfreud scowls. He examines the booklet with great care, then turns and regards you with the saddest eyes you've ever seen. This is brutal. I'm afraid we will never visit your solar system, he says. We must search elsewhere for planets with oceans of blood. <laughs> and though we are glad to have met you, Dr. Vivaldi says as she rises, your planet likewise holds no interest for us. And so we must be on our way, you add, <laughs> standing and bowing to Sangfroid and Pink the other way. vampires standing nearby. Within the hour, you and you Dr. Bowed. Vivaldi... <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dr. Vivaldi's like, God, what are you is doing? he doing? <laughs> okay. Right, is right. he okay? <laughs> um, it looks like he's had too much blood. <laughs> Within the hour, you and Dr. Vivaldi are in your capsule. Oh, now you just made me picture when vampires get sick and throw up. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the worst thing I've ever... Okay. Uh... Within the hour, you and Dr. Vivaldi are in your capsule, streaking toward a rendezvous with the Caliban, still in high orbit over the planet. Welcome. I'm glad they didn't decide to try our blood, you say to Dr. Vivaldi. <laughs> Let's hope they find oceans they like far away, she says. <sighs> At least two or three galaxies away, you add, as you reach into the fridge for some potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you keeping potato chips in the fridge? The end. <laughs> <laughs> going out, Going out strong. <laughs> Going out on the good potato chips line. I think yeah, this is really good. I think probably what happened is you're like, oh, are we going down to the planet? I gotta throw some potato chips in the fridge because I'm gonna feel real warm and pink by the time we get back from this one. <laughs> so I need warm. To cool pink. down with some chilled chips. I need to de pink. <laughs> probably Edward Packer wrote that line. Got up, went to his refrigerator, pulled out some potato chips, and had yeah. a snack. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, 
Oh, yeah. 100%. So we learned that the vampire's whole mission was to go to Mars because they thought it was covered with an ocean of blood. Okay, here's the deal. Here's what's up. When yeah. he says blood, oh, it's, that it's is the translator. The transcoder. It's the translator, yeah. Mm-hmm. They should. Yeah. That's that's built-in racism to that in that machine. And yeah. They should fix that. It's not blood, and they are not vampires. It shouldn't say vampires either. Well, it's the ridiculous. people who built and designed and programmed the machines have inherent bias. Like, exactly. Right. So yeah. it's like just because it's technology doesn't mean it's not racist. Yeah. So yeah, that's an issue, but <laughs> that does make it make more sense. <laughs> but. Warm and so if not for the space vampire who starts killing and eating everybody, the one rogue space vampire, yeah, none of the other space vampires want to eat people. Yeah, I mean so, they will as soon as they find out how delicious the ocean inside of us is. That's and that's like we know that adds a lot more stakes, <laughs> stakes to <laughs> stopping this space vampire from getting his getting back or getting his word back to uh back to these back to these vampires. And that now was we a know pretty why, boss adventure, man. Now we know why they were trying to find us. They don't want us. They don't care about us. They Our want Mars. yucky. They want that Mars. He's so sad, though. He was so sad. Poor guy. Yeah. So that's my mission. That was so, an epic, epic adventure. Now it's time for big question. Who won the best oh, mission? Oh, you did. Shut up. It was I know I did. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> That's right, because mm. I got multiple pages. I found out the space vampire's true plans, mm-hmm. and I got the warm and pink line, <laughs> everybody's <laughs> new favorite line. I think that just went up to the top of my list of favorite lines from Space Vampire. Yeah, that's there's no better line. There's a lot of great weird lines in this book. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that. That's insanity. It wins the, it wins the big prize. Um, oh, man. All right, well, so you'll be pleased to know that we were tied at 16 points. Uh, The score is now Matt 16, Chris 21. Yes, 21. A dominating lead. I'm destroying it. Mm. That's good, that's good, that's good. Because we don't have a ton left. I feel like we only have maybe five, six, seven. We should be down to five, I think. Three. All right, five. Yeah, yeah. That's very exciting, very, very exciting. I'm in the lead where I belong. And everything feels good. Yeah. Um, oh, I did a fun thing you guys should keep a heads out for. Keep oh, your yeah, heads yeah. out. Uh, I recorded <laughs> uh, a guest spot on a podcast of a friend of mine, a very great podcast, called Hugging and Learning uh, with Chelsea <laughs> and so Andrew. Uh, and uh, it's a very fun show. What they do every uh, every week is they take a very special episode from a show from the uh, probably like 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, and they uh, kind of break it down. Chelsea kind of breaks it down with the, um, oh, what's it called? The the hero's journey kind of breaks it down that way. And they kind of just talk about the whole experience of watching that episode. And they had me on with, uh, to watch an episode that traumatized me when I was a kid, which is the episode of Punky Brewster, <laughs> where her friend gets trapped in a refrigerator and almost dies. And it is a very horrifying episode. Mm-hmm. But a very wonderful podcast. So that that uh, came out just this past Friday, the one with me. So go listen to that if you want and listen to all their other episodes because their episodes are really fun. And it's called Hugging and Learning. So eat it up, yum, yum. That's such a good premise for uh, it is. a bunch of stuff to talk it about. It is, and I had a really good time on there. Hey, speaking of friends, I have a uh, guest who's going to join us next week. Ooh, we have a guest next week? We do have a guest, our very good friend Howard. 
Oh, Howie. I've known Howie since I was four. Four. Me and Howie have been friends since we were six. We played soccer together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, went to school together. Uh, he's a tremendous fella. And he, um, I mean, he said he could do it. So I'm assuming that he wasn't lying about that. Um, but he he, read, he remembered reading Space Vampire as a kid. Oh, and he even remembered good. like an ending that really messed him up. And we actually got that ending. I can't remember which one it was, but okay. uh, we'll talk all about it. And he's going to probably help me, hopefully help me out with my uh, sad pizza party ah, um, to assist in the torturing. So <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, we'll be able to talk about that <laughs> as well. Awesome. So yeah, a whole lot of fun in store next week to make up for Matt's bad read that he did. Yeah. It's not <laughs> really his fault, but it's a little his fault. <laughs> I got an ending, and we're that much closer. I did a good job. You know what? This is the first one that I'm not like, okay, I'm ready to be done with this book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still with you. excited. I mean, there's a lot to slog through every week that we've read a million times, but I'm still very excited to see what else happens. It's a fun so, adventure, and weird things keep happening. Like, that whole thing you just got is crazy. Yeah. Like, does he know that? Does he even know he's painting them in a in a in a positive light that they seem like nice people? I think. Or are so. we supposed to think like, do we is Doctor Vivaldi just a monster? Do we know that now? I think we're supposed to. I think we're supposed to think that it's all more complicated than that, right? That these are just like real people trying to live their lives, but they it's, are also dangerous and can be vicious, right? Like people. Yeah, Everybody's like people. people. Everybody's the Space people. Force way is not the only way. Space Force way. It's not even a very good way. <laughs> not generally. It's mostly listening to kids <laughs> make decisions <laughs> on spaceships, and it's a whole lot of blacking out. Um, there's a word for that, right? When you're in, in management, and then you, but you make your employees underneath you do make all the decisions. Oh. What's that word? I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like this is that. Oh, nailed it. Another <laughs> nailed <great> it. joke. <laughs> um, so Just come back next week that for... Joke, uh, please, <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead and come back next week for more really good jokes. And tell all of your friends about our great jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And see, because that's the only way other people find out about it is when you make them listen to it forcefully. Yeah. Uh, do whatever <laughs> it takes. You know what I mean? Like, like it's worth it. That's right. You'll be changing their lives. Um and until then go ahead and make sure to keep your business drier than yourself and try not to get too warm and painful.